I'm Mandy B. Anderson, and you're listening to the She Who Overcomes podcast, the weekly show that helps you spark hope and creativity for your life and business. In case we've never met before, I'm the chief creative officer and a leadership coach at a company called Rayma Team. I love coffee dates and books, stiletto shoes, running, kayaking, and I just happen to be living with a disease called cystic fibrosis. I'm sharing my story as well as the stories of people from around the world to help you rise up with hope-filled action. Grab your coffee and let's hang out. Hey, Overcomers, welcome to another episode of the She Who Overcomes podcast. And this is actually our last episode of the year 2020. Yay! We're about to step into a new year and leave this chaotic one behind, right? Who else is feeling like like expectant, maybe? Maybe we're feeling a little bit of relief because we are able to you know, turn the page on a year that was not at all like we thought it would be and step into a brand new year full of honestly unknowns. But I think one of the best things we can step into 2021 with is the realization that there will be bumps along the road. There will be things that we did not anticipate We will be stepping into 2021 with the reality of this pandemic still happening and new things still on the horizon. And knowing that should make us feel a little bit better, a little bit stronger, because we know that there will be setbacks, but we also know there are always going to be things that we can't control and there's always going to be things that we can control. So for this final episode of 2020, I want to help you start thinking about your own year-end review. Now, if you haven't done this before, and this is your first time, um, it'll just be some, some things to think about. You don't necessarily have to grab a pen and paper and do this with me, but you might want to. You might find that you listen to this and think, oh, I need to really carve out just a few minutes to jot down some of these answers in my own life. So I want to share with you today four different things. I want to share with you some um, something in the category of things I let go of. I want to share with you um, something in the category of, of something I embraced. I want to share with you celebrating the wins. And I want to share with you how I'm stepping into new decisions for the coming year and how I've already done that this year and what that means moving forward. So those are four things, letting go, embracing, celebrating, and stepping into new decisions. So as I share my answers with you, I encourage you to think about how you would answer this yourself. Doing a year-end review is so important because it really will help you gain some perspective. It'll help you grow some resilience in your own life. It will even help you embrace leadership in new ways because you'll find that you have things to share with people and you'll find that there are decisions and things that you are in control of that maybe you didn't realize until just this moment. So 
Let's dive into this. So this year, one of the questions I asked myself was, what did I let go of in my personal life, um, as well as in my business? And um, that is something that really had me stop and think for a little bit, because I had to realize, what, what did I let go of this year? And I think one of the biggest things I let go of, and honestly, I put this down originally as in my personal life, but it fits in business too. I let go of unrealistic expectations. And in my personal life, that looked like letting go of unrealistic expectations in my relationships so that I could become less codependent, which was a real thing. I was so codependent on my friendships and i'm i'm still honestly learning how to not be how to not fall back into that but more than anything i'm learning how to lean in to depending on god instead of depending on people so much in certain areas but i also let go of um we let go of our office space this year like very early before the pandemic even happened and i think because the pandemic happened a month later it's been a little bit hard to untangle the emotions of that from the pandemic because they seem like they're all together, but they're actually not. So letting go of unrealistic expectations in my relationships looks like this. It looks like I had to stop expecting other people to fix my emotions or to be that emotional crutch for me. I think when everything happened with the shutdown, you know, all of the mental health experts were saying, reach out to people, you know, be sure to ask somebody for help if you're not doing okay. And I did that. And what I realized is a lot of the people around me that I had been able to lean on in the past were also going through hard things in their own home and in their own lives because of the shutdown. And they weren't emotionally able to be there for me in the same capacity that they had been in the past. And that was a little bit of a shock. I remember feeling like, what is the point of reaching out if nobody's going to reach back? And what I really learned through that is I can't expect my friendships and even my husband really to be that emotional support 24-7. Sometimes I need to be able to reach out to a professional So I had to find the right counselor for me, and that has made all the difference because I needed somebody to process with who can validate my feelings, but also encourage me with with more than just the the knowledge of what's going on in life. But but I needed somebody with an actual like professional perspective of what is happening with mental health and with emotional health and giving me some action steps. So I needed to be less codependent on my friends and learn how to stand up for myself, how to be there and show up for myself, but also how to lean into the vulnerability of sharing with a counselor, with the right counselor. So letting go of that was a process and it kind of stepped right into embracing something new but it really was so important. And when it comes to business, letting go of our office space was one of the best decisions for us. Now, it did come with some complicated emotions. Like there was a delayed grieving season with that, I think. 
because I've been so nostalgic, like so nostalgic and missing those early years of business when we were in an incubation place where, you know, we had this small little office. I'm not even missing the old office, the one that we stepped away from in February. I'm missing the one we started out in, in 2014. So I'm sure there's something fascinating to dig into there, but letting go of that was a big step because it it helped us let go of pride. We got to the point where we had to realize, are we going to cling to this office space and what it looks like on the outside and risk going under because the reality is we couldn't afford it any longer and it was hurting us more than it was helping us? Or were we going to let go of it and step into something new and walk through that process? And we chose to let go of it. We chose to walk away from the dream. Guys, walking away from a dream is so challenging. And it's also so freeing because it gives you space to grow in new ways. Sometimes we hold tight to our dreams so much that we're clutching them so hard, we can't even like breathe. And letting them go is sometimes the hardest thing to do and the best thing to do. And that's what I did. I had to let go of that dream of having a coaching space downtown and realizing that it wasn't a failure, it was a new season. You see, it wasn't a failure because what we dreamed that space to be was. It had already been that. And in the new season that we were walking into, holding on to that was actually holding us back. So this year, the year of 2020, I let go of unrealistic expectations in my relationships and in my business. And it's still a process. I think it's it's a process that I am still learning how to let go of those two things, but they were really big things that had to be let go of in order to move forward. So what have you had to let go of this year? Or what did you let go of? Take a few moments to think about that because we need to realize what it is we're letting go of so that we know what we're stepping into. The next question I would have you do for a year-end review is to ask yourself, what have you embraced? What is something new that you embraced in 2020? And for me, the answer is a little bit surprising, but I think the biggest thing that I embraced in 2020 is solitude. Solitude. Like being alone, being okay in the stillness, being okay in the quiet. And I think I could not embrace solitude if I was still holding on to those unrealistic expectations of my relationships that that there would always be somebody there to, to respond to me in the moment that I needed it. And when there wasn't, I learned that I needed to embrace that solitude. I needed to embrace that quiet and to learn how to be my biggest cheerleader my own biggest cheerleader. I had to learn how to be still. And I thought that I knew how to do this. I really did. I thought I had learned this already. And I guess 2020 was maybe for me the year where 
I wasn't learning things anymore. Now I was taking the tests to see how far I had come in them. Because I think I did learn how to embrace solitude years ago. And this year, when it got so quiet, and there were days when I would literally lay on the floor, lay on the carpet, and just talk to God, and just talk out loud because sometimes you have to do that. Nobody's around. It's just me. And I would just have to tell God my feelings. And I would say it out loud. I would say how I was feeling. And I would just admit that I know it's going to get better. And I know that this is just a bad day. This isn't a bad season or a bad life. Like This is just a bad moment. And learning how to be still in that, and not be like worked up about it, but just be still in the reality and the confession that I'm having a hard time. That's it. Just be still in that. It was something I needed to fully 100% embrace. And I think I say that I think it was the test this time and not the lesson because there were several days this year where I had to do that. Like there's a few that stick out in my mind and there was peace in an, in embracing that solitude and admitting the feelings and just sitting there within it, like just being there. There was so much peace in that and I needed to learn how to embrace that solitude. And there are moments like right now, I'm recording this on December 21st and Christmas is coming up and I'm looking at my schedule and I'm thinking to myself, I just need a week off. Like I need a week not to work or create. I just want to be still. So I'm figuring out how to fit that in my schedule and still get the things done that I needed. But embracing solitude is something I needed to embrace this year. So my question to you is, what, what did you need to embrace this year? Think about that. What did you embrace? That maybe, maybe it was forced upon you. Maybe you didn't know that you needed to. I'm sure there's something that you embraced this year. What was it? The third thing I talked about at the beginning of this episode was celebrating the wins. And you might think that 2020, like what kind of wins were there? And I have to be honest, sometimes I feel bad. I feel bad that I had wins. There, I said it. It's a weird thing because it's almost like 2020 was such a horrific year that admitting things going well or that you experienced favor of any sort or that like something awesome happened, it's almost like it's taboo to admit that. But you guys, I had that. I had a lot of wins this year. Wins that I have been waiting on for years, to be honest. Like, one of the wins in my personal life is that my husband and I bought a condo. Like we have been dreaming of the next house we would buy for a decade. We haven't owned a home for a decade. And that was because we were digging out of six figures worth of debt. We were like learning how to be smart and wise and diligent with our money. And this was the year that we found the right condo and that it all worked out. And it's weird to celebrate that, but we did. Like we're in a good spot and that is real it's something I need to celebrate. Like I I shouldn't be ashamed of that and you shouldn't be ashamed of your wins either. 
You really shouldn't. So here are some of my other wins. Like I think the biggest win personally was that we bought our condo. But some of my other wins are that um, this was the year that I won an award in business and I became a top 25 women in business for Prairie Business Magazine. Like that was that was a big thing. It happened way back in February. I kind of forgot about it until I started thinking about it, but that was a big honor. So I want to celebrate that. I want to acknowledge that. Because years ago, I wrote down a goal that someday I want to be able to get an award for my hard work in business. I don't know why I wanted that. Apparently, I have that personality where awards matter. And um it was just it was just an a really great honor. It had to be voted on, so it's not something that I could just like enter on my own. But people in a tri-state area voted me and I became a top 25 women in business like winner. That was something I wanted to celebrate. Um I was a TEDx speaker or am a TEDx speaker. Like I got in, the event got postponed, and that's okay because I am actually really excited to speak in 2021 at this event. But just the fact that I got in, that was a big deal. That was like my fourth time applying before I actually got in. And so that was something that I really was working hard towards, and I'm still working hard toward it. But being able to receive that. Um, that win is something I need to celebrate. The other thing is, this is our first year in business that we are going to be profitable. And granted, it is not happening at all like we thought it would. But we have learned how to scale back our expenses and bring in a profit, even with less revenue, even in a pandemic. And that is something that we are celebrating. Um, The other thing I'm celebrating is this year, I had a first of doing a 30-day pre-sale campaign for a book that wasn't even written yet, and I got 139 pre-orders. I got people invested in this message, and the book is, I've written the first three chapters of it. My goal is to have it completely draft one written by the end of the year, so I'm right right on schedule. But that was a win for me. I've never done that before. I've never had people invest in a book before it was written before. And part of that was through a campaign to help get it in front of as many publishers as I can. And that game isn't over. Like There are still possibilities there. I just sent those three chapters to my contact today because he wanted them so he can keep pitching it in front of as many publishers as he can. And in the next couple months, we'll know what we're going to decide. Will I might end up self-publishing it. I might go through a hybrid publisher. I might actually be picked up by a traditional publisher. I don't know yet. That game is still in play, but that is something I want to celebrate because it's a new experience. The other new experiences that I want to celebrate are that um, we became a 100% women-owned company this year. And we're returning to our original why. And those are not just celebrations, but they also bring me to the fourth thing that I want to encourage you to think about. So I want you to think about what what are the wins that you need to celebrate this year. And a win could be as simple as you learned to be proud of yourself and you found peace within the chaos. Like that is all something to celebrate. It really is. But there might be actual tangible like celebrations or acknowledgments that you want to celebrate this year 
that you're proud of. And it is okay to be proud of yourself in a year like 2020. In fact, I think it is even more necessary this year than any other year. So be sure to celebrate your wins. And then what decisions, what new decisions are you fully stepping into? What new decisions are you fully stepping into? So the decisions that I've stepped into this year, there most of them that I wrote down are all business ones. And the first one was that we became a 100% women-owned company. My husband stepped away, um, mostly because he doesn't have time and it's just not going the direction we thought it would. So he he still is contracted to do our podcasts and to work with our podcast clients, but he is no longer an owner of our company. And Rayma Team LLC is 100% owned by Rachel Perman and myself now. And the other decision we stepped into is returning to our original why, which is teaching leadership skills to women. That's really what we set out to do. Um, and we are landing back there. I think through the years, it's looked different. It's been called faith coaching. It's been called life coaching and business coaching. And when it really comes down to it, it's leadership skills. Like life skills, business skills, they all fall under leadership skills because we teach you how to lead yourself and others well. And along the way, we'll teach you the tips and tricks that we've learned to make it work. Make your business work. Make this, you know, making 50,000 a year, like your first 50,000 a year, make that work. Those are the type of things we teach our clients, but really it all comes down to leadership skills. That is like the main umbrella that we go out of the gate with is building your character so you can live and lead well. And what I've learned about this is we have to own our decisions and step into them 100%. Because anytime that we are just sitting there kind of one foot here, one foot on one side and one foot on the other side and not really making a decision, like we are we are literally straddling the line of indecision because we can't decide what to do. All that does is create confusion and it also causes us to lose precious time. It does. It keeps us in this wheel of uncertainty that if you have been straddling the line of a decision that needs to be made and you just can't do it, Honey, I want to challenge you right now to put a stake in the ground and make that decision and 100% fully step into it for a year. Fully step into it for a year and see what happens. See what happens. You have to be committed to these decisions because until you are, you're never going to be able to help the people you're meant to help. It's true. We have tried a lot of different things in the last year and a half almost yeah year and a half of of our rebrand and we have tried to be something we're not we have tried to um reach a demographic that we're not like excited to work with we've we've tried to do things that didn't work and what we've learned is we first of all need to be okay with who we are and second of all, we really want to step into getting back to our why, like what makes us passionate. And really that is teaching leadership skills to women, 
teaching leadership skills to organizations and companies. Like we will be working with with two companies in the coming year for the next year, actually, um, coming in every month and teaching their team leadership skills. And their team is primarily women, but there are some men there as well. And we are so super excited about that. We really truly are. So like for us, stepping into these new decisions is we teach leadership skills for women and we teach leadership skills for organizations. That's what we're doing. And we're getting back to our why and back to our message. And in all of that, because we create our own content, we also want to bring our physical books as our products back into the marketplace. So that is something that we are stepping into for 2021. And a lot of it is stepping into things that we originally wanted to do and we originally set out to do, but we kind of lost our way along the way. And if you have lost your way along the way, that's okay. I want to encourage you today that it is okay to admit that maybe you've made some mistakes, maybe you got lost along the journey, but you're going to step 100% into the decisions that you've been procrastinating on and you're going to see what happens over the next year. That is okay. I want to encourage you to ask yourself and be honest about the answer. What decisions do you need to step into wholeheartedly? What decisions do you need to step into wholeheartedly? 2021 is a blank slate. And yes, there are things that you won't have control over. There are challenges and obstacles around the corner that you can't even anticipate right now. Neither can I. But when we do this year-end review and we kind of get an idea of what we've had to let go of and what we've embraced this year and what we need to celebrate and what we need to fully step into wholeheartedly, that's going to give us the resolve and the resilience and the motivation and the ability to follow a map for 2021, no matter what happens. Who do you want to be in 2021? What do you want to do? What do you want to have? And I don't want you to answer those questions with tangible things like material things. I want you to answer them from the perspective of character, from the perspective of growth, because that's the only thing you have control over. So take some time, my friend, to really lean into that. And if you need help, if you are like, I don't really know how to answer those questions. I don't really know what, you know, I don't really know myself enough right now well enough to answer those questions. Then honey, go to raymateam.com and get the free guide. It's a free guide called the Overcomers Playbook. And in this guide, you will find five mindset keys that you need to open the doors of fulfillment and a life that matters and to even open the doors to figuring out more money in your life. Like for real. Because when you have the, like when you know how resilient you are, when you know yourself, you're going to be able to show up better in your job to make more money 
or you're going to be able to show up better in a new opportunity to create better finances for you and your family. So that is my action step for you. Go to raymateam.com, that's R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com and click on the free guide. It's It's in the menu and download the Overcomers Playbook. And don't just download it, but stay connected to our email list. Stay connected to that because we're going to be giving you opportunities to get coaching for a crazy affordable price. We're going to be giving you opportunities to work with us. We're going to be showing up in your email box when you get this Overcomers Playbook and reminding you of how much of an overcomer you already are. We're going to be showing up and giving you that encouragement that you need just when you need it. Not even kidding. The other day, um, we had a lovely person who is on our email list and follows us on social media. They sent us a thank you note. They they haven't dived into working with us one-on-one or in our coaching program yet, but she simply sent us a note saying, thank you for sharing your wisdom with us. Thank you for showing up in my email box. It's exactly what I needed. And if you need that too, then the way to do that is to go download the Overcomers Playbook and stay subscribed to our email list. Because in 2021, we are committed to showing up and giving you more content and showing you how you can work with us or just simply giving you that encouragement that you need in your email box. Sometimes that's all you need. Other times you need to dive deeper with coaching. But right now, the easiest way to get some free coaching is through that Overcomers Playbook. So go get it at raymateam.com. And here's what you can expect from this podcast moving forward, okay? I'm going to take a break. We're going to take the month of January off. This is the last episode until February. And when we come back in February, the She Who Overcomes Playbook... Playbook. Sorry. The She Who Overcomes podcast is going to look a little bit different because Rachel is going to be co-hosting it with me for all of 2021. So we're going to be showing up, the two of us. We used to do podcasts together all the time, and honestly, we've missed it. So instead of starting a brand new podcast, we're going to have Rachel come on to the She Who Overcomes podcast, and we will still have guests with us from time to time, and I might be the only one interviewing them um, for the first part of the year, but Rachel and I are going to show up and start sharing our lives with you and sharing our wisdom with you and giving you free coaching through this podcast every week. So that is what you can expect from the She Who Overcomes podcast for 2021, but until then, Follow through with this year-end review on your own. Play it a couple times through if you need to. Be sure to download the Overcomers Playbook. That way, in between now and February, you'll still be able to get some encouragement from us on our email list. You'll be able to find us on social media and hang out with us there. And we cannot wait to bring new episodes with you, a whole new look, probably some new music at the beginning of this. We have a lot in store for you for 2021. So I want to invite you to stick with us, stick with me, stick with Rayma team, and let's commit to making 2021 the year where we really do become the overcomers we're meant to be. Okay? We'll see you in February. Bye-bye.